It is Wednesday, April 19th, and this is your morning mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative, as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everyone. I am Matt Wright, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media, here to give you your morning news. Hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Hoping you're having a fantastic Wednesday, and uh, let's get into it. I, man, my hair is looking rough today. Um, as we all know already at this point, there was a shooting that took place over the weekend in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, or sorry, my, my, I, I apologize. Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. Um, where Andrew Lester, an 84-year-old Kansas City uh, resident, is accused of shooting Ralph Yarl, a 16-year-old who was shot when he showed up on Andrew Lester's doorstop and to pick up his two brothers uh, who weren't at Andrew Lester's house. Uh, Ralph Yarl had accidentally gone to the wrong address. Um, now, this is a tragedy anytime that something like this happens. Absolutely, this is a tragedy anytime something like this happens. Um, by the grace of whatever deity you believe in, um, Ralph Yarl is okay. He was shot in the head and he was shot some, he was shot twice, once in the head. Um, but he is okay. Um, obviously because one of these gentlemen is a white man, the 80, the 84 year old, 84 year old, 85 year old, 84 year old, uh, the 84 year old is a white man and Ralph Yarl is a 16 year old black man. Uh, there are a lot of discussions going on about what happened. So I, since I wasn't there and I don't know anybody that was there, uh, you, the only things that we have to go on are the testimonies of these two individuals. So we're going to kind of discuss what it is, uh, that, what it is that each one said and kind of try to parse through that. However, what we know is it was about 10 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. And Ralph Yarl was on the doorstep of Andrew uh, Lester's house on Andrew Lester's house. And Andrew Lester claims that he feared for his life with this boy, the 16 year old on his front step. And he shot him. 
twice. Uh, and that's what, that is the evidence that we know. So let us look at the affidavit that Andrew Lester gave to the police. Uh, Lester stated he picked up his gun before responding to answer the door. He stated the front door of his residence consisted of an interior main door and an exterior glass storm door, both of which were locked. Lester stated he opened the interior door and saw a black male approximately six feet tall pulling on the exterior storm door handle. He stated he believed someone was attempting to break into the house and he shot twice within a few seconds of opening the door. Lester stated the male ran away and he immediately used his home phone to call 911. He stated he observed a car in the driveway he believed to be the, ma the male's vehicle but did not see anyone else in or around the vehicle. Lester stated he had never seen the male before. He stated no words were exchanged during the incident and the male had not said anything prior to pulling on the door handle. Lester stated it was the last thing he wanted to do, but he was scared to death due to the male's size and Lester's age. Um, Lester's age being 80, 84 years old. Uh, an inability to defend himself. He believed he was protecting himself from a physical confrontation and could not take the chance of the male coming in. Lester was visibly upset and repeatedly expressed concern for the victim. So this is a completely understandable situation. If this is how the events went, I'm not saying this is how the events went. I'm saying if this is how the events went, this is a completely understandable situation. You're at home, you're alone. You hear whether Notice that in this, it doesn't say that he rang the doorbell, but you, somebody knocks on the door. You hear somebody at the door. You don't know who it is. It's 10 o'clock at night. So you want to defend yourself and all of us have the right to do that. You grab your weapon and you go to the front door. You open it and somebody is pulling on the door. Most people will have that exact reaction. Most people who want to defend themselves in their homes would have that exact reaction. Now, what Jarl says, Jarl was interviewed at the hospital the next day and gave a different version of events according to the probable cause statement. He told a detective that he did not pull on the door and that he was waiting at the door having rung the doorbell when a man opened the door holding a firearm. Okay, so... Let's look at it from the opposite side. If, and I'm not saying this is what happened because we weren't there, but if you were at somebody's doorstep and you rang the doorbell and you are at the wrong place, you ring the doorbell, there is a sort of common neighborly sort of thought that if I am at the wrong house and I hit the doorbell and uh, somebody answers the door and I'm looking for, you know, let, let's say the kids are similar situation. Um, you know, the kids are at a friend's house and Sarah texted me the address and I went to the wrong super fan. Sarah Andrew texted me the address and I went to the wrong house. Um, if I rang the doorbell, there would be some sort of understanding that just by me doing that, you would not shoot me. So, 
I understand that what this is, what I understand that what's going on in, in the Ralph Yarrow and the Andrew Lester case is one of the most contentious things happening in the news today with a lot of people going that this is about race. And I don't want to say that it's about race. If whatever, whatever the evidence turns up in this case will sort of kind of point more one way to, or the other, if it turns out that he wasn't pulling that Ralph Yarrow wasn't pulling on the door, it will appear more about race than I'm trying to protect myself. If Ralph Yarrow wasn't pulling on the door, it will look like, or sorry, if Ralph Yarrow was pulling on the door, it'll appear as though Andrew uh, Lester was attempting to protect himself more so than it was about race. A lot of people are trying to get worked up about this and they're going at this whole hog and they're trying to come up with reasons to turn this into a major story when we don't know all of the evidence. We don't know all of the facts yet. It's important to take a beat and wait until everything comes out. I don't know which one of these things is real. I don't know which one is right. What I know is it's a tragedy that this 16-year-old kid who apparently, by everything that I have read, um, is a very talented, very smart, very ambitious young man. Um, and this he does not deserve this. At the same time, I know that if it was late at night, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night considered, is considered late if somebody's showing up at my house unannounced. Um, and trying to get in i would feel i am in the right to forcefully make sure that person does not enter the house so everybody needs to take a breath before flying off the handle about this and we need to take a moment find out what actually happened or figure out if there is a way to find out what actually happened and then make our decisions. That is the most important part. You need to take a beat, take a breath, make your decision after the information has come out. We'll be right back after these commercials. Welcome back everybody. Thanks for sticking with me through the break. Kind of in the same vein as the last story, which is tragic that there's two of these in the same day. Um, on Saturday, a 20-year-old woman was shot and killed when she and her friends turned into the wrong driveway in upstate New York. It's a very, very similar situation, and it's a situation that many of us, many of us have been in the situation in both sides of the situation. Except, I think that this is a much more unlikely case where somebody would ever, ever be shot and killed. So, a twenty-year-old woman named Kaylin Gillis was a passenger in a vehicle when uh, when they pulled into uh, Kevin Monahan's driveway um, in Washington County, New York. Uh, 
he saw this car pull into his driveway and he fired two shots from his front porch, hitting the vehicle and killing Gillis. According to um, the sheriff, uh, he stated that it's a very rural area with dirt roads. It's easy to get lost. They drove up this driveway for a very short time, realized their mistake and were leaving when Mr. Monahan came out and fired two shots. Now, in this one, again, we've both been on either side of this where we're driving somewhere and it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm in the wrongs. I, I, I passed the house. Uh, I need to turn around or, oh, I meant to turn on that street back there. And you whip into somebody's driveway. You whip into somebody's driveway, back out, go. They may have pulled into it. If it's a very rural area, I don't know where this is exactly, but if it's a very rural area, as the sheriff is saying, you pulled into the driveway, you think you're at the right place and you go up and then you're looking at the house and you're thinking that is not where we are supposed to be. And before you had time to turn around and back out, the person who notices you there, because we all do that, like Dane Cook had that. This guy is a Dane Cook skit come to life. Um, but he's Dane Cook has that bit where he's talking about how I wish I hate when people use my driveway because I'm always looking out the window and uh, I'm like, who's that? Why are they here? Why are they here? And then it's like, don't you ever use my driveway again? Um, I don't remember how it goes because I don't listen to Dane Cook in 20 years. Um, but it's the same exact thing. But none of us, that was, that was a joke and it was a sketch and it was a Dane Cook joke. So it wasn't even that good of a joke, but, um, none of us would have ever reacted to them driving into our driveway to turn around and come back. Um, the, what makes this exceptionally sad is where they were, you know, it's rural because wherever they were, they had no cell signal and they had to drive a long way to get to cell signal to call 911 because their friend was dying in the car and had they not been in an area with no cell signal she may have had a chance to survive maybe i'm not going to say she definitely would have survived but she may have had a chance to survive um in this one it didn't take this one didn't take long to charge anybody with but Monahan has been charged with second degree murder in connection with um, with Kalen's death, uh, and he was arraigned Sunday on the murder charge. Uh, and this is just to show that these are two stories that are very similar. One of these stories, I absolutely, I'm like, nope, that guy's guilty. We've all done it. I did it not long ago, I did it a couple of weeks ago where I pulled into somebody's driveway because I had passed uh I had passed the house I was going to and I backed out and went and I've done it a thousand times in my lifetime. Easily. Easily. And at no point was I ever in fear for my life. I've also gone to the wrong house, but I've gone to a lot of houses where nobody was expecting me before because I used to do canvassing. And at no point did I ever expect for you know somebody to answer the door and shoot me on the same note if somebody is knocking on or if somebody is tr pulling on the handle of my 
door at 10 o'clock at night, I would shoot them. So even though these two cases seem to be so very similar, so very, very similar, there is a difference in what many people think is sort of a normal thing for people to do, just pulling the driveway back out, turn around, or on the opposite side, if I go to the wrong house, I don't expect to get shot. As well as if somebody is trying to break into my house or gives the perception that they are trying to break into my house, they will get shot. So on one of these cases, you have to take a beat. You have to take a minute and sit back and wait and find out what all of the evidence is before you jump the gun and say one way or the other. And then the other one, you can easily say that these girls who pulled into this driveway, the incorrect driveway, and then before they had a chance to back out, got shot, got shot at, and one of the girls got shot and died. And then they had to drive a, a ways. I don't remember what it, what it was, but it was it was a ways, uh, five miles. Uh, they had to go five miles away um, so that they could call 911 in order to save this girl's life. Two very similar scenarios two totally different outcomes. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, leave a review. And the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going, we don't need roads.